All right, man. Well, how uh, how are things there in quarantine, and uh, how's uh, how's training going? Uh, well, I mean, quarantine's been crazy. You know, I'm not used to being um, so, like, on idle. You know, I'm always on the go. I'm always traveling for training. I'm always around people. Um, so it's, it was, it's rough getting used to, and, um, I just started kind of getting out of my shell a little bit and, and doing my own routines training wise. And, uh, now I got somebody, one of my close friends that's also been in quarantine that I've been working with just me and him one-on-one just to get some, some more training in rather than just some like strength and conditioning and shadow box. We can actually roll. So it feels good. It feels good to be alive again. I'll tell you that. Is the uh, is the gym gym open, or are you just mainly doing it uh, at like a friend's house? Um, well, the gym's not technically open, but I have a key, so okay. I kind of just go in. And there hasn't been any classes. They do the Zoom thing, but you know I'm allowed to go in and do my own thing as long as you know we obviously clean up and stuff, and we stay to a small area. Um, but you know it's not open to the public. But you know just for us to keep our sanity, me and my buddy, it's just kind of one on one, you know. Yeah, you uh, you recently you were fighting for CFFC, um, and that uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You you gave up your uh, your belt there um, due to inactivity and them not being able to find find you some fights. Uh, can you, you kind of go over exactly what what happened there? Yeah, so pretty much like you said it. I mean, they couldn't find me a fight. I cleaned up the whole division for you know the last what seven or eight years for the most part. And it got to the point where I kind of outgrew where I was and it didn't make sense business-wise for them to bring anybody else in because I kind of hit that, that like plateau of what a regional person can make financially and what would be beneficial for, you know, the business. So by them flying somebody in from another country or cross country, it costs them a decent amount of money for a regional promotion and with where my pay grade was with having so many fights and constantly winning my pay had to keep going up a little bit and it just got to the point where it didn't make sense for them I didn't feel like I deserved a pay cut for what I've done so we kind of just came to the agreement of letting me go and try to fight elsewhere um, do I think that CFFC could have done better for me marketing wise while I was champion? Definitely. Do I think that they could have brought in other fighters? Definitely. Would it have probably cost them some money? Yeah, but I felt like I've done enough for the promotion in the last 10 years or so that maybe they owed me a fight or two that they could kind of take it on the chin and maybe not make money off me just to get me another fight to keep me active. And for whatever the reason, it just didn't seem like they wanted to do that. And I can understand from a business standpoint, but I've been with them for so long, I just felt like I deserved it. And I cleaned out my division and it was time for the, you know, the up and comers, so to speak, to have a chance. And um, so that's pretty much where we were at. And, you know, they agreed to let me go so I can try to fight elsewhere because I was under contract with them. And I haven't really had much success with obviously everything going on and things getting shut down. But I'm, I'm still trying to fight for whoever, wherever, whenever, try to stay ready. And that's, that's also why I've been training now 
keeping my weight down because if something comes up, I want to make sure I can step in, you know, short notice, uh, wherever it is. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I think as far as I know, and I think a lot of other people agree, you're probably the best 125er that's not signed to Bellator UFC. Um, and I was going through your, you know, I was just scrolling through your topology. I was just like, how has he not fought for UFC? I mean, you've got 30 fights, right? That's unheard of at 125. Mm-hmm. I have a great finish rate, in my opinion. Yeah. Some Sometimes, you know, I'm getting uh, I, I'm getting people that are giving me a hard time about um, my, my finish rate because I, I don't have a 90% finish rate. But what these guys don't understand is I have 30 fights. To have 30 fights and have a 90% finish rate is unheard of, especially at at flyweight. There's nobody that has that at any weight class. You know, so out of 23 wins, I have 14 finishes. I think that's pretty good. And I'm getting overlooked by these guys that are 6-2 and with five finishes. When I was 6-2, and I had six finishes. (laughs) You know, so it's like I have, you know, five times as many fights as these guys not only that, five times as many wins, but I, my first half of my career, I fought at 135, and I was still finishing guys. Yeah. So, you know, it does uh, make me wonder why they won't give me an opportunity, and if they think I can't finish guys, hey, put me in with whoever you think, and let me show you what I got. You know, shut me up that way. And I just haven't had that opportunity yet, and uh, I don't know if they're gonna if if the promotions are gonna give it to me or not, but. You know, I'm staying humble, I'm staying ready, and I just want a chance to prove to them that, you know, I'm not just one of the best flyweights not signed to a big promotion, but I'm one of the the best flyweights in the world today, right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the fact that you, I thought after you beat Inoue, I thought you were going to get a shot, because I was like, this guy's just beat a guy that was just released from the UFC. Um, so you beat some top guys. Yeah. You know, dominated. It wasn't even a close fight. Yep. So I think I, I how has exploring going is how has exploring been going? Have you have you heard from any other promotions like LFA even or not at all? I've been I tried to fight for LFA for I would say about six or seven years. I was actually going back through emails back when they were RFA yeah. and Legacy. I tried fighting for them. And I couldn't ever get a fight. And I think it's because of my record at the time. I think I had like 14 or 15 wins. And the thing is, from a business standpoint, and it's something I understand simply from experience and being around the fight game for 12 years, is if I am, say, 14 and 4 or 15 and 4, and they want to bring me in to fight for the organization in Texas or California, I have to fight one of their top guys because of my record. The chance of me going over there and fighting maybe for their belt and then me winning it, they have to bring me back over. So from a business standpoint, I'm not selling tickets in Texas or California or wherever it is. It costs money to fly me in. It costs money to fly my corner and put me in, in a hotel. And then for me to go and, you know, say, beat one of their guys, they don't want to do that from a business standpoint. So I can understand that. You know, but it's still frustrating because I believe in putting on the best fights. And if you think that your guy is the best in the world, let him prove it and fight another best in the world guy, regardless if it costs you, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand dollars, 
you put on the show. So yeah. all the time I'm on social media and I see, hey, looking for a flyweight. And I throw my name out there. And they're like, oh, no, no. And it's like, so why are you posting looking for a flyweight if you're, if you're picking and choosing who you can have matched up? You know, and I tried to fight on short notice for LFA for their title. It was on less than a week's notice. Against this, that kid, uh, Royville, who's, who's their champion, who's going to be fighting the contender. I hit them up when I found out that uh, he lost his opponent. Never heard back from them. And they went and got a kid, Nate Williams, who I fought and finished to fight on short notice. So, you know, it just makes me wonder. You're, you're obviously setting your guys up for success, you know, but you're not putting on the best fights. And then they're getting pushed into the contender series and I'm getting passed up because they're protecting their guys. You know? And I'm always a believer. I let the best fighter move forward in his career, you know, yeah. not politics, not adding records. I never turn down a fight. I've always turned down a fight. 25, 35. You know, I've always turned down a fight. I've always stepped up. I've always, you know, sold tickets. I've always done everything. Never missed weight, took fights on short notice, but twice in a, in a seven-day period, you know, like, that's just my mentality as a fighter, and I just feel that this new generation of fighters are spoiled because the, the bigger promotions have shown that they don't take the best fighters. They simply take people that are on win streaks. It doesn't matter strength of opponent. If a guy's 5-0 and oh and he's beaten five tomato cans, and he'll get in over a guy that's fought tougher competition. So, unfortunately, that seems to be the world of mixed martial arts this day and age, which sucks because every other major sporting event, you know, the best running back, you know, the best point guard, the fastest guy, like, they get in. The best guys in that area always get on to the, the biggest promotion you know, or, or the major leagues, so to speak. And it, with MMA, it just doesn't seem like that's it. Yeah, it seems to be about marketability, and and you know, this guy's eight and no, and he's young and hungry and good looking. He's got a better shot than someone who's thirty five and three or thirty five and four, who's had harder, stiffer competition. Like you said, I think you know, you look at guys like Sage Northcutt, and they got rushed into it simply because of their marketability. Um, you've fought thirty times, thirty one times, I think, twenty three and seven. And someone who has 30 fights at flyweight, I don't think there's anybody even in the UFC that has a record like that. And out of those 30 fights, I would say, I would say at least 20, probably 20 to 22 of them were title fights in my career. Yeah. You know, and I, I've, you know, defended a, a title multiple times, won multiple titles in multiple weight classes. So it, it definitely is, uh, it's definitely challenging for me to see what's going on. And unfortunately, you know, I haven't gotten good responses. My management hasn't gotten good responses back as to why. A lot of promotions, they, they say maybe that they're not interested or they just flat out say they're not interested. And we try to follow up with, hey, okay, that's cool. We respect that. What can we do to catch your interest? And we're just really not getting anything back. You know, the one, every time I've gotten an excuse back, it seems like it just doesn't make sense because I can point a finger to show why that's, that's BS. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's an age thing, 
whether it's a record thing, whether it's a finish rate thing, I can always like rebut it and say, no, that's not true because you did this with this guy, or I have a better record than this guy, have more finishes and more wins than this guy, you know? So in the end, man, you just don't know. Unfortunately, I just wish there was um, more of a structure of, you know, how to get to the bigger leagues where it's just X, Y, and Z rather than, you know, something that people don't know, you know? Yeah. How, how ready are you? Like if you got a call, let's say Fight Island's happening at the end of May or, you know, they need someone to step up for May 13th or May 16th and whenever these cards are for, for the UFC or June for Bellator, are, are you ready for those or do you want a full training camp to make sure you're good to go with proper training and proper coaching? Um, well, weight-wise, I was 128 pounds today, so I could fight at 115. <laughs> if one FC called me and wanted me to fight at 115, <laughs> I could do it, you know. Um, I would fight tomorrow if I could for, for a bigger promotion at 125. I never let myself get out of shape. I'm always doing something. Um, yeah. You know, so even if I'm not in fight shape, I'm going to bring it. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to leave it all out there. I fought sick before. When I fought um, Naoki, I had the flu and ended up uh, going into the hospital with pneumonia right after that. You know, I mean, I was like shot downstairs. I was so dehydrated and shaking after that fight. I went into that camp pretty much, well, not into the camp, but I finished the camp, you know, pretty sick, you know, and I had a great performance. So, you know, I, I always, you know, pride myself on being ready, weight wise, in shape and I'm win, lose or draw. Like I'm going to go out there and give it my all. I'm never going to, you know, lay down for anybody. And I feel like I've shown that. So. I just need that opportunity. I could literally fight tomorrow. It, I've always dreamed that I'm cornering somebody in the UFC and somebody misses weight or gets sick at weigh-ins, kind of like with James Krause. Like, I've yeah. always envisioned that for me because that's how much I stay ready. But I wouldn't have to jump up a weight class. I wouldn't even have to jump up to 35. I could literally have them tell me, I need you to make 125 in an hour, and I could make it and, and make that 125, 126-pound weight and then fight the next day, you know, without a problem. And I feel like I could really finish any of those guys in the UFC at 125 pounds. I train with a lot of those guys and listen, you know, they're the top guys and they know even that I belong there by how, how I'm going in training with these guys, you know? I'm never a pushover at 25 or 35 with any guys I've ever trained with, you know? It, I've always been hanging in there you know, I've never been washed up by anybody that I've ever trained with at 25 or 35. So I honestly believe that I can I could make an impact at either weight class if given the opportunity. Obviously, 25 would be ideal because I'm naturally a 25er, but I wouldn't shy away from 35, you know, as long as I had that opportunity. Yeah, I think I like it. Like you even look at your record and, and the losses you do have, like you went to decision with, in my opinion, the best 135 in the world, Aljamain Sterling. You know, you've you've fought some some top level guys and the losses you do have aren't to, you know, some random guys in some some local promotion. You're fighting UFC caliber guys, guys who have fought in the UFC or who went on to, to fight for the UFC. And even uh, the, the, my one fight that I feel like possibly the UFC kind of holds over my head was that, um, uh, I think his nickname's Popo, is the Joseph Morales fight. Yeah. And most people don't understand with that fight that 
um, CFFC had contacted me about fighting Danny Martinez months, months later after that. Like, that's what I was preparing for. It was in the winter time, and um, I was out snowboarding on the mountain, and I get a call from CFFC talking about me possibly fighting Danny Martinez, and I, I want to say it was April, right? And yeah, that uh, fight was on March twenty fifth. So yeah, yeah. Right so, so the so the end of April. So I figured, you know, I had a good camp to get back into it, and then I go snowboarding, you know, and you know I'm enjoying snowboarding. We're in the lodge having a couple drinks, eating. And on the way home, I get a message saying, hey, you know, do you want to fight? I, I, it was in, I think, nine days, nine or ten days in front of Dana. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And I saw the email from Uriah Faber saying, hey, I want you to match this guy up. You know, I have a 25er. And so th they pulled the kid, Joseph, who was actually supposed to fight um, another UFC guy now. Um, the hell's his name? State champ. He's from um, Greg Jackson. Uh, got signed for the Contender Series. Um, I can't think of his name, but awesome dude. Uh, it'll probably come to me. But um, they were supposed to fight five rounds. And they pulled him off of it to fight me. And I stepped in. And I flew out to California. I made weight. They changed the date of the event. It was supposed to be on a Sunday, and then they ended up putting it on a Saturday. Zero training camp. You know, a couple days notice I flew out there, and in my opinion, I had a great, great uh, first round. It was a 10-8 um, first round across the board. I dominated him. I dropped him the first exchange, took his back, and just mauled him. And then I just gassed, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm literally going from a snowboarding on the mountain and, and having a couple drinks to fighting you know, less than a week against a guy that got into the UFC. And that's a fight that I always wanted back. And most people just thought like that, that fight on the on the looking for a fight, so to speak, was planned and a full training camp and this, that, and the other thing. And I felt like that got held over my head. And people don't realize that that kid went in there in his first fight in the UFC and got a $50,000 bonus because he finished the guy in his first fight. And he's, you know, he did well. So... It, that kind of bothered me, you know, but listen, would I pass up that opportunity? Absolutely not. You know, it was a chance for me to show Dana and, you know, Matt and Din, you know, me. And I got to do that for, you know, the f first five minutes. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, I think that that kind of got swept because even Dana came up and said, hey, that was a great fight. But I don't think that they really understood, like, the leading up to that, you know. And I just wish that they gave me another chance against anybody with more than a week's notice in that situation, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, I, you know the, the guy that he was supposed to fight was Jordan Espinosa. I just pulled it up. But um, I think that, you know, you, you're right. You could, I mean, the UFC's flyweight division was almost folded at one point, and now they starts to pick up steam again. But I think you're right there, like top. You could easily beat, I think, the, some of the guys in the top 10. Um, Definitely. Yeah, so I think it really is only a matter of time that you get a call from a, a UFC or Bellator, and hopefully the UFC because it's the biggest stage and biggest platform. And like you said, you've competed in front of Dana before, so I'm hoping you get that shot. I just want to fight the best guys, you know. Like I still have yeah. a lot yeah. to prove, and I, you know, me personally, I don't want to end my career as you know retiring as say the flyweight 
CFFC champ or having the most fights in CFFC history because there's always going to be that question in my mind. Even though I know I belong fighting, you know, and and I belong one of, with the top guys in the world, I want I want to prove that. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be that what if simply because I didn't get that opportunity, you know? So I feel like not only myself gets robbed, but a lot of the fans get gets robbed to, to have that shown, you know? And I put on great fights, man. I mean, they're fun. You know, I'm either getting beat up or dominated. So it's, you know, it's a fun fight, you know? I, I always bring it, and I just feel like I put in the time and the work that I deserve a top guy, you know, regardless yeah. what promotion it is, whether it's one, whether, you know, it's it's UFC. I just would love to fight some of the best guys in the world. You know, that that's always been my goal is to compete at the top level and show that I belong. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your take on, uh, the current, I guess, UFC kind of rushing to get these fights out. Um, obviously you're a fighter, so I'm sure you'd want to get on the card and wouldn't matter to you, but what's your, what's your stance on it? Do you think they're doing the right thing by trying to push this out? Or do you think it's probably better and wiser to do what other organizations are doing? Um, well, listen, the UFC's always always taken the front lead with everything. So if anybody was going to step up and try to do it, it was definitely going to be them. And they're capable of doing it. And I feel like they are going to take the prop the proper um, safety um, steps in, in making sure all the fighters and staff and everything is okay. Um, you know, I mean, the show has to go on. You got all these people that rely on supporting their family you know by fighting and now you take that away what are they going to do you know i mean you can't get a job you can't really collect unemployment as a subcontractor with the ufc so you know it it puts them in a tough situation and and i respect dana for for going out on the limb and and taking what he's been taking from everybody for trying to do it so i I think that it's it's good i think it's it's going to be good. I think it's uh, it's the start. I think other promotions are going to gradually follow. It's it's just you know he's gonna he's gonna be in hot water if anything happens, you know. And I don't think he cares, which is good. You know he's gonna he's gonna take it for his fighters, you know. But I I do think that he is gonna make sure that he does everything in his power to make sure everybody is safe and stuff like that. And I'm actually looking forward. I'm actually gonna be cornering. Um, Sajara Eubanks on um, the 13th at her fight. So I'm interested just to see how the promotion puts everything on. Yeah. You know, um, if it's going to be like Brazil, where they were busing each individual fight pretty much straight from the hotel to the fight, and then they go right, at, right in and fight. You know, I'm a little curious to see and excited to see how that goes. Um, and again, I think I think the world needs it. You know, I think they need something positive. Absolutely. You know, I think right now it's just there's so much going on with everything like people are just losing themselves and it's really been crazy you know mentally and and you know it, I, I just think it'll be good all around for everybody especially um you know for people that really enjoy fighting it gives them some some type of hope you know especially for me you know um so you know yeah i, I think it's good everybody's gonna have their own opinion on it and i hope i pray to god that everybody is going to be safe and they do take the proper uh precautions in, in in everything and dana does follow everything that he says um and i'm i'm really excited to see this fight island thing you know yeah. i think that's kind of interesting you know I, I would love to fight on fight island that'd be awesome yeah it sounds like some hunger games type thing but uh but i'm all for it yeah yeah 
it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I could tell you this: those three fights that are coming up are probably gonna be the most watched UFC fights in history because simply there's nothing else to do and it's been held back for so long that it's gonna everybody's gonna be glued to the TV for that, you know. Yeah, so, it's going to bring in hockey fans, basketball fans, football fans, baseball. They're all going to be watching those events. Who on TV that has to do with sports? So yep. If you enjoy any type of sport, you're going to be glued to the TV and you're going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's also a stacked card. That first one is absolutely stacked. Yeah. Yep. I'm what excited. Your, I'm excited for all of them. Yeah. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on that that uh, that card? What's a uh, who do you have winning the main event? There, Gaethje and uh, Ferguson. Um, I'm a big Ferguson fan. I did his uh, seminar. He came and did his very first ever seminar in New Jersey. Um, at, at when was it? Was it beginning of March, end of February, something like that? And uh, just a cool dude, you know. Um, I've always been excited. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Tenth Planet. It's right up my alley with style. And, um, you know, he's just careless. You know, I love his style. He gets, he gets hit. He keeps coming forward. He's very unpredictable. You know, he just, he's out there and he's like free spirited, which is awesome when he fights. So I think that he's gonna, I think he's gonna win. I can see him wearing on Gaethje. Gaethje takes a lot of damage and he's gonna have to use his wrestling in my opinion. And I'm just, ever since the beatings that Gaethje has taken, Nobody can take that much punishment without without starting to get chipped away. Yeah. So, you know, I don't see him finishing Ferguson, and I could actually see Ferguson submitting him, you know, or TKOing him. So I'm excited for that fight. It's definitely going to be a barn burner, but I think Ferguson has it. You know, I think it's going to be closer than it was on short notice. Yeah. But I still don't think it changes the the outcome of the fight. I have I I have Gaethje winning uh, for similar reasons I guess like Tony tends to take a beating, but I think it's just going to be I think the de- determining factor is if it's an early fight and it's a quick fight I think Gaethje has it, right. and I think if Tony can weather the storm I think he he pulls away in the end. So yeah. I don't know, but I'm just it's I think this is probably the most exciting fight I've I've watched in a long time. I'm more excited for this than I was Khabib Tony. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people too. don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't real see that see it that way. Well, the the fight with Khabib and Tony, you can kind of predict that it, it was mainly going to be done on the ground. Not yeah. saying it wasn't going to be exciting because I think Tony, I I think Tony beats Khabib simply because I don't think Khabib's ever fought somebody that's as active as Tony is off his back. Yeah. So he's not going to sit there and just take a beating. He's going to be throwing elbows, submissions. He's going to be unorthodox getting up. He's not going to be traditional style wrestling with like a stand up or a cage walk. So I, I was excited for that. But this one is just a completely different fight. I think it goes everywhere. I think it's going to be standing. I think it's going to be takedowns. I think, you know, it's going to be a bloody fight. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely more excited with this one because you really don't know. You knew that Khabib is going to take Ferguson down and it was going to be a, a dog fight. But with the Gaethje fight. There could be takedowns. There, it could be stand up. Like you just don't know. So, you know, it's it's definitely to me a, a better fight for the fans. Yeah, and uh, I guess last question before I let you go. Um, if there are people who don't aren't familiar with your fights, um, UFC fans or uh, fans of I guess the people who watch my podcast, is there a fight that you would say you got to watch that fight that I was in? Is there a fight that you think was the best of your career? 
best of my career um i would i would say that the um the naoki fight and the the andres the one um right after that those two fights um because i just feel like i'm getting better every fight and i'm dominating these guys in in where they're strongest and it, it kind of just doesn't even look fair you know and you could see where i think that cffc didn't think the fights were gonna go that way that easily like i think they thought okay yeah you know santella you know he could he could win this fight but after dominating you know like and just mauling these guys like you can see on people's faces like wow and i've actually think i think i'm just getting better i'm getting more comfortable and it's scary after 30 fights yeah. but it you know that is uh that's just me that's just how i've been you know i'm always improving i'm i'm never going to be stale i'm always learning you know i never have that block up where i feel like i can't get better so um i would say those two fights i think my best fight was actually against Nate Williams for PA cage fight, but there's no video of it. And it's because I got to show my stand up. I dropped him in every round and I ended up finishing with a rear naked choke. I think I finished him in the third or fourth, but I dropped him third round. Yeah. Yeah. I think I dropped him four times. So most people are like, Oh, he has no stand up or this or that. And you know, um, I've been dropping people. I dropped that kid, Joseph Morales, who, you know, hats off to him. He, he ended up, um, you know, coming back too, and I tried to wrestle him instead of pound him out, um, which is a mistake I'll never make again. But you know, again, my last couple of fights they've all been great. So any any of those fights, but those two I think because of the name, you got uh, Naoki, who is fighting over in in um, in Rise, you know, and he's two and zero over there. They're talking about him fighting for a title, you know. So he just beat a really good guy from like Tiger Muay Thai. So he moved on, and he's actually moved on to a bigger promotion uh, than we fought in, and he's doing well at a at a higher weight class, 135. Same thing with Andres. He's fighting for the title at 135 in Combat Americas, which is another bigger promotion than CFFC, most people would argue, at a higher weight class. So it's like, dude, I'm dominating these guys, and they're moving on to bigger promotions, fighting for titles, you know? So... Um, you know, I just want my opportunity, man. That's it. You know, but those fights are great. Blood, you know, a lot of striking, a lot of exchanges, a lot of submission attempts, a lot of elbows. They're fun fights to watch, you know. So I feel like all my fights are, though. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you for taking the time to, to talk, man. And uh, hopefully you get signed to a big organization. I think you're, you're, you're deserving of it. You've fought the who's who. You have have 30 fights. I think you're number one ranked uh flyweight outside of a main organization so fingers crossed you get you get a fight here soon i appreciate it, man thanks for having me and uh thank you for all the support yep all right man have a good one stay safe you too take care